Welcome to the Marvel Essential Technology Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Benuelos. Today, listen into a conversation with Nishant Loda, Director of Product Marketing Emerging Technologies, and Brian Beeler, Editor in Chief at Storage Review. Brian is one of the most renowned voices in enterprise storage and the force behind StorageReview.com, a world-leading independent storage authority providing in-depth news coverage, hands-on evaluation, detailed reviews, and consulting on everything enterprise storage since 2010. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast to stay up to date on future episodes. Hey, Brian, welcome. And it's so good to have you on the Marvel Essential Technology Podcast. Uh, where does this podcast find you? Well, I'm here in Cincinnati, but I can tell by the, the sun coming through your window that you must be somewhere much more springy than I am. Sunny California. It's been <laughs> raining for the last couple of days, which is which is really good. The one thing, though, that I know I'm excited about, and we haven't talked about this much yet, is seeing people in person again. And with trade shows coming up in May, it looks like a busy season ahead, which is pretty cool. Really excited about actually seeing people shaking hands. And one day I'll make it all the way to Cincinnati. And we should... <laughs> California people didn't know where Cincinnati was before the Super Bowl. <laughs> now we do. <laughs> all okay. right. So we got some Let's good, uh, good fiber channel talk today. Yeah. Let's jump right in. Brian, what's hot in your world or in the world of enterprise storage? Uh, I mean, it's a, it's sort of a loaded question, right? We've got so many things happening. We've got new form factors for SSDs, which is causing all sorts of excitement and confusion, depending on your perspective. We've got SSDs with all new interfaces. So just as everyone got used to Gen 4, or Gen 5 and 6 powered SSDs are right behind the corner, which is going to double and double the uh, the throughput available. Uh, we're seeing all sorts of great things about uh, fabrics as, as that continues to grow. And I know we'll, we'll tear into some of that uh, later, but also we have the ongoing problems of all sorts of new things that this work from home situation has caused, whether it's accessibility to data, accessibility to machines, uh, recovering when we have problems like ransomware and all these new end users on all these devices have caused all sorts of new vulnerabilities for organizations. So it's as always exciting, but there's so many things happening right now and even hard drives. I mean, those the guys are up to 20 terabytes now and cranking along. I mean, there's so much happening, so much opportunity uh, and a bunch of server refreshes coming up this year, which makes the world of connectivity really interesting and important too. Absolutely, uh, Brian. And I see the world very similarly. Right? I mean, to me, what the pandemic has brought about is definitely a huge dispersion, right? Instead of us all congregating in large shows or within the office, we're all dispersed all across working remotely. Not only that, right? Even all our data is dispersed. A lot of data being created at the edge. And technologies that you talked about, right? Whether it's uh, next generation PCI SSDs, high performance hard disk drives, uh, storage fabrics that will jump right into uh, soon. This all critical to making all of this dispersed infrastructure work. Well, I mean, the, the edge is, is super exciting, but also really complicated, right? Because first of all, it means a thousand different things, depending on who you are. It could mean uh, devices monitoring um, industrial equipment. And that data is interesting and important for servicing robots and understanding the telemetry of the data of, of the uh, machines and, and the environmentals and all sorts of things. But then we've got uh, distributed organizations like banks and retail and retail is so worried about loss prevention and how do you protect against uh, fake slip fall injuries and theft and all these things. And that requires an infrastructure. 
But the point being around the edge is that no matter what your definition of the edge is, the infrastructure and the data is rapidly increasing. And the value of that data is really what it comes down to and is is imminently important. And what are we going to do with it? Are we just going to store it and hold it at the edge? Are we going to have accelerators and run analytics at the edge? Are we going to ship it all over the line back to the data center? Are we replicating it? I mean, there's a billion different questions. And a lot of this comes back to, regardless of the technology at play, how are we going to move the data and, and connectivity being such a huge uh, a huge consideration for these infrastructures? Exactly, Brian. Irrespective of whether you're running at the edge or within the data center, right? Connectivity, the fabrics that kind of bring everything together are, are super important. So with, with that, let's let's dive into, into storage fabrics themselves, right? Uh, from where I sit or my little perch here, I see a, a lot of choices in fabrics, right? The new, the old, if, or if I can say refurbished options in, in fabrics. And um there is definitely RDMA or more specifically Rocky V2 or NVMe over Rocky V2 is uh, the most recent standard has been NVMe over TCP, which is just uh, taking NVMe, shipping it down standard TCP IP, pretty scalable. And uh, and also fiber channel. Fiber channel has been around for a while. And uh, several years ago, there was a new standard on, on fiber channel, which makes fiber channel capable of transporting NVMe across the wire. With, uh, with so many options, uh, I wanted to hear what you your perspective is because you know you have evaluated uh, as storagereview.com hundreds if not thousands of products since <laughs> tens of technology transitions give our listeners the the formula or if i can say the algebra of things that they should look at when choosing a fabric well <sighs> There's so much there to unpack. And and yes, you're right. We've looked at all of these systems. We've looked at uh, all all the vendors. We've worked with Pure. We've worked with Dell. We've worked with NetApp a lot. And it's interesting that in the last couple of years since VMware has formal support for NVMe over fabrics uh, built in the hypervisor, that's really been what's changed the game. Of course, Linux has had support and you know, Windows is much more missed than hit in terms of what you can do there with, with NVMe. Um, but VMware makes it real in the enterprise. And I think that's kind of the inflection point for where interest comes in. I mean, we talked about NetApp briefly, but uh, they've offered NVMe over fabrics in their arrays for years at this point. Uh, we looked at uh, 16 gig fiber with the A300 uh, a couple of years ago going over fiber channel. And it, it's really compelling, the latency benefits. And I know we don't want to go down all of that uh, that road right now, but the point being is that the technology is there. The Protocol is somewhat of a question, right? And it really depends in large part of where's your investment today. If you're a big fiber house, for instance, you know, it's very easy to adopt these new technologies, but you've got other vendors like Dell is kind of standardizing on TCP. So how much flexibility is there in the deployment? Lots and lots of questions. But ultimately, what we're finding, regardless of, of what we're looking at from a protocol standpoint, is that there's a big performance advantage. And that's not necessarily a big jump in IOPS. What we see it translated to is better latency. And that one's really fundamental to being able to stretch out your storage in, uh, investment to make sure that as we're throwing more workloads at these things, is there anything I can do as a current NetApp owner or Dell Power Store, whatever it is, to, to be able to take advantage of, of the uh, benefits and latency? And it's normally pretty easy. And we can talk through some of that later. 
Uh, so the latency is the biggest thing, ultimately providing application responsiveness, uh, getting a little bit more outside of the data or the CPU data path and, and providing some uh, direct access for better utilization on the application servers. But there's a lot there. It's, uh, it, it all comes down to, in the simplest sense, a big performance advantage. For most of my customers, business is their data. Right. And what I see is that, you know, as as a lot of these customers have made that journey towards the cloud, right, uh, I see that their business critical applications still continue to be kind of being on prem close to their heart. And when it comes to business critical or mission critical applications like these databases, financial applications and such, they continue to rely on Fiber Channel and the new avatar of Fiber Channel, FC and VME and things that you mentioned, right? For example, you know, performance and latency, Fiber Channel is, like you are well aware, a fully offloaded uh, protocol, unlike TCP, which and Fiber Channel, that's why it enables your customers to kind of use their x86 cores to run applications versus you know, spinning them on on building packets and payloads, right? Uh, when when FC and VME came about, uh, we were very careful to make sure that customers can leverage their existing infrastructure, right? There's no rip and replace. You know, those those switches from Brocade or Cisco MDS or the Marvel Q Logic Fiber Channel HPAs, just make sure they're running the latest software, and voila, you got not just standard fiber channel, but NVMe fiber channel. That simplicity, though, I think of what you have in leveraging your current investment is a maybe an undersold point. And by that, I mean, you know, when we look at an array and test it as SAN and then test it as uh, NVMe over fabrics, we're not doing anything different. We're not, we're not adding cables. We're not reconfiguring switches. We're not doing anything. All we're doing is reprovisioning or provisioning slightly differently in, in VMware. And we actually did a video recently showing that with a NetApp array of, hey, virtualization admins and network admins, storage network admins, you don't have to be afraid. And we've done kind of historically as an industry, uh, a little bit of a disservice to these guys, right? Because anytime something doesn't work, we always, it, well, it, it often is networking, but we almost always blame the, the network admin guy. So if I'm... If I'm that guy, I'm like, mm, I've got some uncertainty about what I should I do this because things kind of work. I, I understand it all. Um, should I do something different to engage on on fiber channel over NV, VME? And my answer to that is really, yeah, because there's so much unlimited untapped potential, really, with especially if you're in a VMware environment or some other software environment that supports it. In VMware, it's so easy and you immediately get a latency benefit by enabling this technology. Uh, in most cases, it doesn't cost you anything, either via ports or actual cost for licensing. And uh, now your storage array that might have been under duress before because it's more efficient, might be more responsive to other workloads or be able to take on additional workloads that uh, that you're looking for a place to go. So uh, yeah, I mean, we've, we've got to give the, the, the network guys a break and let them be unafraid to use new technologies as it comes available. Good point, Brian. There's, there's, when, it, when the actual data center kind of gets built or gets uh, upgraded, there's so many things that come together, right? And the more kind of known and trusted variables you have in this algebra of storage fabrics, right, the easier everybody's life is, right? Mm -hmm. And the, the other thing that's often not talked about in general is also the ecosystem around it, right? Uh, you mentioned kind of Pure and uh, NetApp, but uh, if you look at uh, you know Fiber Channel or FC, 
and VME. And we got a pretty strong ecosystem, certainly VMware ESX. And you, you talked about that, that. That's a huge milestone in enabling our customers to adopt FC and VME or NVMe or fiber channel for their, for their deployments. From a storage arrays beyond NetApp and Pure, I believe HPE has a full line of FC and VME capable arrays. And I'm, I'm sure there are others that I'm missing who have that full ecosystem and then um, from both from a fiber channel HBAs, I know that when you enable FC and VME on the Marvell QLogic fiber HBAs, it's not an either or. Uh, absolutely. Uh, and being able to work in a flexible environment makes a lot of sense. I mean, we do most of our enterprise testing in uh, an ESXi environment, which is pretty typical for the enterprise. But on the Linux side too, I mean, there's there's a lot of flexibility there and not just if you're picking up the packages and, and doing it on your own, but so many, if not uh, not all, but so many of the software-defined packages out there are built on top of Linux, and they've offered this support for uh, Fiber Channel over NVMe for some time pre-VMware, right? So in the early days uh, of working with these more advanced block uh, storage arrays that would support that, it was a little more cumbersome to get operational because just Linux gives you a lot of flexibility, but also has a lot of you know extra knobs and buttons that you have to understand. But I, you know, again, I keep coming back to to VMware just from the easy button perspective of saying, yeah, you can do both concurrently, and again, not have to do a bunch of reconfiguring. You're not ripping and replacing anything, and in most cases, you may not even be licensing anything new. So it's a it's it's a net win for for most use cases, I would think. Yep, Brian. And today, if I kind of look at the world around me, uh, there's a lot of kind of transitions in progress, right? You mentioned on the PCI side, uh, uh, SSD transition happening. There is there is also a lot of transition from kind of rotating media to solid state, but uh, I still continue to see kind of hybrid arrays have their space right uh, within the world. I would also expect to see kind of uh, size, a small version of these storage arrays show up for to be used at the edge platforms. Uh, NVMe or Fabrics is, to me, is going to play a very strong role in, in connecting NVMe to servers and shared storage. Uh, if I if uh, my estimate today is just just talking to customers uh, and analysts is that uh, maybe about five ten percent or less of deployments today is NVMe or Fabrics. But I expect that fast forward a couple of years out. I would expect that this will increase to 30-40% in the next several years. So it's it's a huge part of our customers' next generation investments. And when it comes to mission-critical applications, uh, their number one choice remains fiber. It's it's been historically the one of the, if not the most reliable and lowest latency interconnects available, right? And so that's why it's still around. It's still a thing, it's so well understood. And regardless of what team you're on, I mean, almost every environment has at least something for for Fiber Channel and most of its storage related, infrastructure related to make sure that that data is passing at at the optimum speed. I mean, it brings up another interesting point in that we did this testing uh, most recently uh, with Dell on an ME5, for instance, we used uh, the 32 gig cards, which even if you're not using fabrics, there's still a lot of advantages in the newer technology that's being enabled 
with these faster interconnects. And when I think about the edge, as we've been talking through this, there's a great argument to be made that we may be able to minimize some of the additional infrastructure at the edge, like switches. I mean, you could look at it two ways. We did some testing with no switching with the ME5 and and, uh, your 32 gig cards and saw as good of performance as fully switched. So what that tells you is that if you design a small edge infrastructure with a handful of servers and uh, and storage, that you can get really great performance without having to have a switch or two. On the other hand, if we also make our, our data transport much more efficient, lower latency uh, and higher speed with these higher speed NICs, again, I'm talking about 32, but I know you guys have 64 and there's all sorts of investments in DPUs and next gen. I'm not even addressing that. Just looking at 32, when we come from 16, now we need fewer ports because we can get the performance out of the ray to the servers. And now maybe we don't have to light up so many ports on the switch if we don't, you know, if we go with a switched versus switchless environment. So there's all sorts of like, you know, we talk about some grand notions like latency at the edge, and it's fantastic, and I love it. But there's also all these other sort of uh, micro implications in these decisions that end up adding up to quite a big uh, ball of wax, as they used to say. You know, if, if we're talking about lighting up half the ports on the switch, that's big money so at the edge times a thousand locations or whatever math you want. You know, we're not just talking about one SMB, you know, that's the local accountant in, uh, in, in Eastern Cincinnati. We're talking about scale and that's where this stuff really snowballs and, and comes into play. People don't talk about it a lot. Uh, he's not in their top level kind of conversations, but cost is a huge thing. And it, like you said, as you multiply cost saving of not using a fiber channel switch on the edge, you can multiply that saving a thousand times, like you said. And that's, that's huge. You know, there is, uh, I know, and I've, we've made investments in, in, in the Marvalicu logic fiber channel line to, to address many of these things, uh, more focus on kind of direct interoperability with our storage arrays, things that uh, you have been doing and have written about. The other big thing also about the edge is that these things need to be self-driving, right? Remote locations, not easily accessible, and it's kind of really hard to manage them. So one of our investments has been around self-driving SANS, and maybe we should do kind of another deeper dive on that some other day. But the whole concept around this is innovating to make sure that the fiber channel HPAs you know, collaborate with the rest of the components in the SAN to be aware of conditions in the SAN and automatically take actions so that you know it's it's a, like a self-driving environment environment that that looks at issues, resolves issues and keeps it things running. Well, yeah, I mean, think of any of the military use cases where they're throwing these on naval ships or submarines. Uh, Think about oil and gas exploration. There are so many use cases. I mean, even even space. I mean, we've got a data center in the ISS now that's that's amazing. And as much as you want those astronauts to be able to fix things on the fly, do we really need them to be experts in storage area networks or go through an 8,000 page PDF on their, <laughs> on their uh, tablets to service? Why is this port blinking orange? I mean, that's not the, that's not the kind of stuff that, that we want those resources doing. And we don't want to have an IT guy in the space station. Now, whether it's that or a branch bank, again, 
you want the people there creating value that are offering their goods or services or whatever it is that they do at these locations, not worrying about, oh, no, we've got some sort of uh, packet loss on you know port 23 on switch four. It's nonsense. So anything that we can do that you guys, as Marvell can do, as the as the uh, switch providers can do and the software guys, I mean, let's make this as easy as possible to visualize, to prepare without requiring intervention and to also ideally get predictive so that as we see some piece of the infrastructure having maybe about to have trouble that we preemptively get there. And that might be a little harder today, but I think we're definitely headed in that direction. We definitely are, Brian. But understanding our customers' requirements, their needs for scale, reduction of cost, making self-driving, that that's what inspires us to innovate every day. So thank you, Brian. And it's been amazing talking to you. Thanks for your kind of perspective around this. Uh, and uh, let's get together again and kind of double click into, into things that make these sands more self-optimizing and especially for the edge. Well, we're about to kick off another series of, of projects where we're using your 32 gig card. So uh, we're going to keep creating the data. And uh, uh, next time I'll have you on and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll do this again and, and talk about all the, the new projects we're working on. Thank you for listening to the Marvel Essential Technology Podcast. As always, please feel free to visit our website to learn more and we'll see you on the next episode.